Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ridge, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and as always, it is such a pleasure to be here with you all today. Today, as I record the introduction to our episode, I am in London, and it feels so good to be back. I've been catching up with my friends, and I'm really, really excited to be having a meetup at some stage over the next couple of weeks while I'm in London. So if you would like to come and hang out and say hello, make sure you stay up to date over on Instagram, because I'll announce the meetup somewhere over on Instagram stories with everybody, and I'd love to meet you if you're also here in London. Now, I actually had recorded an introduction to today's episode already. However, I decided to record a new one today because I wanted to check in with you all. How are you doing? I know that the past week has been actually really intense for so many of the people I've been speaking with. It's also been intense for me as well. And so I just wanted to stop and pause here and ask you all how you're going. Now, over the past week, there has been a lot of intense astrological energy and last week really seemed to be the height of it. And so you may have noticed that you've had some old limiting beliefs come up or it kind of feels like all of your limiting patterns have all come to the surface all at once and you might have felt really overwhelmed and confused and just like what is going on and everything's feeling hard and I just want you to know that this is such a beautiful opportunity for us all and that we're all in this together. So if you've been feeling like you're on a bit of a roller coaster recently, maybe actually it wasn't even happening only last week, but you've been experiencing this for a while. I just want you to know that you're not alone. Almost every single client that I coached last week was dealing with something really, really challenging. And as I mentioned, these um, feeling of being on a roller coaster and looking at the past has been a theme in all of the conversations I've been having. And so the reason this happens is so that we can can transmute the patterns that have been limiting us. Now, the only way we can do that is when we become aware of them. So what's happening is all of this like murkiness and shadow stuff and the limiting thoughts and behaviors that we've really been operating within our whole life is now coming up in a very obvious way so that we can be aware of what is there underneath the surface, bring it to our attention, and then start to choose what energy we want to align with and in moving forward. So if that's you, just give yourself grace in this moment for everything that's going on. Give yourself such a big hug. Tell yourself that everything is okay, that it's a beautiful thing that this is coming up. And I really invite you to have a look at what is presenting to you and ask yourself, is this the way that I want to look at the world? Is this the lens that I want to look at the world through? And if not, then start to play around What do I want to believe? What do I want to align with? What do I want to be true for me? And see what new options start to present themselves for you and know that it's such a good thing that these limitations are coming up and this fear and 
ties to the past are coming up because you, my friend, are ready to transcend those limitations. So give yourself a big pat on the back and a big hug. Know you're not alone. And if you'd love to share what you've discovered about yourself and your process, particularly as it relates to your business, I also want to invite you to come and share with us all over in the Holistic Business community. If you're not yet a member, it's my private Facebook community and you can join us at LetitiaRinch.com forward slash community. Now, my beautiful friends, today's episode is actually so perfectly aligned with everything that's happening energetically for us all, because I think that the reason we feel so deeply the energy of what's happening in these current astrological patterns is because for many of us, we are highly sensitive people. And today in this episode, we're going to be diving deeply into this topic. So today I'm speaking with my client, Becky Corbett. Becky is a holistic nurse and coach for highly sensitive people. In today's episode, we're going to talk all about what being highly sensitive actually means and why you, yes, you listening to this episode right now might also be a highly sensitive person. We're also going to talk about Becky's gentle living framework, which is a framework that she created to help her clients soothe, calm down and nurture their overactive and exhausted nervous systems through science, spirituality and intuition. In today's episode, we talk about how being a highly sensitive person might impact and enhance your experience of the world and your business building journey. We talk about the importance of creativity, purpose, and alignment for the highly sensitive and how overwhelm, burnout, and anxiety might show up for you as a highly sensitive person and for your clients. And we dive in deeply to what Becky has learned about validating a signature offer in her business, running live launches and growing her business amongst really big leaps, like leaving her job, like working with us in the mistress mind and like moving to another state as a highly sensitive business owner. I'm so excited for you all to listen to Becky's tips and tools from her own experience and to continue this conversation with you all afterwards about being highly sensitive and what that means for you as business owners and also for supporting yourself as a human and your amazing clients. So without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. Hey, Becky, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Letitia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here after being a listener of your podcast for a good couple of years now. Um, It's almost like a dream come true. So thank you. Oh, that's so exciting. I love that. All right, Becky. So to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about you and your beautiful business? Absolutely. And uh, before I get started as well, Letitia, I would like to do an acknowledgement of country as you uh, also so beautifully do. Uh, I'd like to acknowledge that I, the Turbal people of, as the traditional custodians of the land on which I live and work, which is Brisbane. So I'm coming to you from Brisbane, Australia, uh, where it's beautiful and sunny. And um, I am delighted to share my work with you and to your audience as well. 
So my background, I am a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. I'm a meditation guide. I'm a space holder and a coach for the highly sensitive person. So I work within a framework called Gentle Living, which is a framework that I developed as a result of my own experience of being a highly sensitive person and experiencing anxiety, stress, overwhelm and burnout And what I do is I support people to work with the nervous system as our basis, because if we think of the nervous system as a place that holds a lot of our stress and tension and traumas. And so I work with people to support them to nurture the nervous system and also to align with their values and their joy to create a life which is aligned with their values. Mm, I love this. And I love the term nurture the nervous system. It just sounds so juicy. (laughs) And I feel like, (laughs) I feel like for so many of us business owners that this really is the work for us all is really learning how to take care of our nervous system. So I'm really excited to talk with you a little bit more about that today in our conversation. Uh, so, Becky, tell us a little bit more about gentle living and about how this concept actually came into your life and became the focus for your business. Yes. Well, it's uh, it's difficult to pinpoint a specific point in time, I suppose, and it's the mm. same with all of us on our business journeys. It's sort of the accumulation of all of our experiences has led us to be where we are today, right? So looking back, <clears throat> excuse me, Looking back, I was always a very sensitive child. I was um, very overwhelmed by emotion. I would really get uh, fixated within, you know, children's movies that had a lot of emotion in them, such as The Lion King or Charlotte's Web or anything that had (laughs) sort of sad themes to it. Um, And it used to, I often felt like my experience of emotion was sort of out of proportion to what people around me experienced and I thought this because it was due to the responses that I was having from other people excuse me so people would often say oh Becky why are you so sensitive you know you need to get over that Uh, there's no need to be so upset about this and so I started to go through life always feeling quite overwhelmed by not only emotion but also stimulation within my environment so Uh, I didn't realise it so much back then, but I was the type of person that could go into a room and really pick up energy and really pick up that something would be, say, uncomfortable within a space. I could pick up whether there'd been an argument had taken place or even going into a house in my adult years if I was inspecting a house um, for to move into potentially. I could always detect uh, energies, whether it was a good energy or a bad energy. And so I sort of went through life feeling uh, this sense of overwhelm and anxiety because my nervous system was really out of balance and I was really trying to fit in with the world around me and not be so sensitive and really hide emotion and hide this anxiety. And then, of course, when we suppress things for such a long period of time, that's when the universe will eventually (laughs) decide to give us a wake-up call and uh, show us that, you know, the path that we're on is probably not healthy for what we need um, and to make some significant changes. So it wasn't really until I was, uh, I think, in my mid to late 20s that um, I was on a really unhealthy 
uh, road of um, drinking a lot to really calm down my nervous system. And a lot of people that do experience anxiety find alcohol very attractive because it's such a quick fix to really uh, quieten down the nervous system. And um, other unhealthy habits, I was, you know, in toxic relationships. I really wasn't taking care of myself. I was working in a profession which was actually really overwhelming to me as well. Uh, within the medical healthcare system, there's a lot of uh, hierarchy and bullying and relationships to navigate. Mm. And all of that just really took its toll. And it wasn't until I was on a uh, trip in India around the end of 2018 that I had a really significant panic attack and ironically I was meant to be going on a uh, meditation retreat and before that retreat I just had this enormous panic attack Um, it was pretty much the accumulation of everything that had been going on in my life at that time and I decided to book a flight home so I skipped the meditation retreat which I probably (laughs) really needed (laughs) and I just felt this sense I need to get out of here I need to get home and um and they often say that when in India you do receive some sort of wake-up call or sign from the universe or some significant learnings when you go there and that was certainly the case for me and so I came home and I decided okay I really need to have a look at what's going on for me. Everything that I had tried in the past to soothe my anxiety, soothe my sensitivities just wasn't working. Um, You know, I explored things such as seeing doctors and medications and um, trying a range of different mainstream therapies, I suppose, and nothing was really working. And I thought, it's really time to pave my own journey and to create a framework which is actually going to be nurturing for me. And intuitively, I just decided to focus on nurturing my nervous system. And it was work that I'd had done with uh, clients in mental health anyway because I was working as a mental health nurse too. And I sort of always intuitively decided to uh, support people to nurture the nervous system, to go to the root cause of uh, what's stressing us out rather than uh, going towards medications. And don't get me wrong, medications and uh, the medical system certainly has its place and I'm not diminishing its worth by any means, but we really need to be addressing the root cause of people's issues And that's how I developed the framework of gentle living. Um, It was really, yeah, based on my own personal experience and my own journey to look after my nervous system take care of my spirit as well because that is a key element that is missing in a lot of um, what we do to try and take care of ourselves and look at those basic pillars of health as well you know like your exercise your nutrition uh, taking care of your mind taking care of your body and once I developed that framework for myself I decided this is something that I can really share with other people I didn't want other highly sensitive people to be going through this uh, toxic pathways, I suppose, or ways that weren't actually uplifting or nurturing for ourselves. And so gentle living really is a framework to more so support the highly sensitive person. And I can speak a little bit more about what high sensitivity is as well, if you like, Letitia. Yeah, that'd be great. 
if you want to talk about that, you can now or we can talk about it later because I'll definitely be asking you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, I suppose now is a good segue to speak about what high sensitivity actually is. So high sensitivity is a trait uh, which we are born with. So it affects about 20% of the population. And it was discovered by a a psychologist, psychotherapist called Elaine Aron, who is based in the US, and she is also a highly sensitive person. So if you think, Letitia, that we're born with, you know, brown hair or blue eyes or, you know, those, those genetics which mm-hmm. um, determine our traits, it's the same for high sensitivity. It's been found. It's detected in babies. And the thing I want to be really clear about too with high sensitivity is that it is not a illness. It is not a flaw. It is not something that is wrong with you. It simply really is just a trait. And so what that means is the highly sensitive person has a more sensitive nervous system. So we are more... uh, we're more sensitive to our environment. So like what I was talking about before, we're very sensitive to environmental factors such as light or sound, smells, all those types of things. We also experience emotions very strongly and we are very good at detecting the emotions of others as well. And sometimes that can come at a cost too because if we're absorbing the emotions of other people all the time and we're not differentiating those from our own, it can become quite exhausting. So the way I like to explain it is almost as though our nervous systems don't have as much of a filter, I suppose, as what the non-highly sensitive person has. So what I mean by that is we are exposed to all this, all of us, so whether you're highly sensitive or not, we're all exposed to stimuli every single day. And what the research says is that the non-highly sensitive person is able to filter a lot of that stimuli a lot more so than the highly sensitive person. So someone who's not highly sensitive might not be as sensitive to say, sounds. And I know for me, sounds is something that I'm super sensitive to. I don't like sounds like big, loud motorbikes or trucks that can actually Mm. (laughs) really disturb my peace. But for someone else, that is no problem whatsoever. Uh, So it's, yeah, we don't have that filter, I suppose, to tell us that, okay, that's not a problem. Don't pay attention to that. And so you can imagine by the end of the day, because we've been facing so much stimulation, we can become quite exhausted. So the highly sensitive person is a lot more prone to experiencing things such as overwhelm, exhaustion, burnout, anxiety, uh, because we haven't been taught and we don't live in a society which is really set up for the highly sensitive person. We're really taught to keep going, keep pushing, ignore your emotions, ignore your experiences, and that becomes exhausting over time. Um, So Mm. the highly sensitive person, they experience things such as... um, So an example is the arts. So the highly sensitive person, they experience real overwhelm, like pleasurable overwhelm with the arts, such as Mm. going to musicals or going to art galleries. Um, They 
tend to have a smaller group of friends as well because they really value having more quality relationships over quantitative relationships, I suppose. We're not really interested in uh, small talk. We're interested in the deeper questions of life. And I always say I, I bet the highly sensitive person was the person who asked what is the meaning of life <laughs> as an example. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> yes. So we're really, really focused on getting into the nitty gritty of what makes us all tick. And so the highly sensitive mm-hmm. person makes a fantastic environmentalist or humanitarian. And in fact, a lot of uh, famous humanitarians or environmentalists or scientists that we know were actually highly sensitive people as well. Mm-hmm. I love this. How do you find out whether you're a highly sensitive person? Yes, good question. So if you actually visit Elaine Aaron's website, which I believe is uh, thehsp.com, there is a Mm -hmm. questionnaire on there and it's all just yes, no questions. And I think there's, I'm not sure how many questions there are, perhaps about 30 or so. And so it'll ask questions such as, do you feel deeply moved by the arts? Do you experience a deep inner world? Do you are you sensitive mm-hmm. to pain? Um, are you really are you able to walk into a room and detect the energy? And so, mm-hmm. if you go through answer all those questions, you don't need to sign up or you don't need to pay or anything like that. You'll get an instant uh, response as to whether you are highly sensitive or not. And in fact, another resource that I recommend and is a bible on my own bookshelf is Elaine Aaron's book The Highly Sensitive Person because she goes into depth about what it means to be highly sensitive and how you can create more of a lifestyle which is supportive to your needs. Wow well that seems like a really important thing for people to know about themselves so that you know you know first of all not trying to squish yourself into the wrong box and also so that you can like just resource yourself properly. Absolutely, yes. And as I said before, you know, our world is, it can be a bit of a noisy world. There's a lot going on Mm -hmm. and uh, trying to fit yourself into this box that doesn't actually really suit you or your needs um, is very exhausting. And it's no wonder that a lot of highly sensitive people do experience burnout, anxiety, exhaustion, one of those things or all of those things at one point in time. So it's important Mm -hmm. that, um, and that's the work that I do is I empower the highly sensitive person to recognize that we have unique needs that need addressing and when we do address them and we set up a lifestyle which is supportive to what we need we really can flourish and thrive because there are a lot of gifts as well associated with high sensitivity Absolutely. And I wonder what the impact of technology has been on the highly sensitive, um, all, of our, all of our highly sensitive people out there, because in um, there's just so much more information that people mm. are processing and the effect of the screens on our eyes. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't done the test before, Becky, I'm going to have to do it because I didn't think that I would be highly sensitive. I know that I'm sensitive, but so many of the things that you've said, 
um, uh, you're describing me. <laughs> <as well. laughs> oh, I love these moments. I was um, I was on a podcast recently too, and I was speaking about high sensitivity. And the host I was speaking with said exactly the same thing that oh, I think that wow. this actually describes me. I think I am a highly sensitive person, and um, I think perhaps maybe the language around being highly sensitive. Uh, I guess it can sound as though it's. Um, a disorder or a flaw or something mm-hmm. like that and so we may perhaps dissociate ourselves from that but if you actually look into what it means there are a lot of us that are highly sensitive well it does affect 20 percent of the population but i suspect that there are more of us and i suspect especially in the entrepreneurial space because a lot of entrepreneurs yes. they want to make a difference they want to break out of the you know, the mold and find something that actually aligns with their values and deeper purpose. So I would not be surprised if you too are highly sensitive, Letitia. (laughs) Yeah, it's so interesting because exactly like that's why we end up doing the work that we can do because we are sensitive to, you know, energy and Mm. what might be going on for other people and what might be going on for ourselves. And, you know, I know for me, like I, uh, my body I'll just have um, is very sensitive to the environment it's in. And if I haven't had enough time to, uh, well, if I haven't prioritized time to stretch my body and move it, my, my body will feel so painful and I'm very sensitive to that so I think it's it's just within our world of coaching and healing I imagine that percentage is very high Absolutely. I definitely think so. And it's interesting that you mentioned that too, because when we aren't addressing our nervous system health, it's our body will step in and tell us, hey, mm-hmm. I'm sore, I'm tired, <laughs> or it'll come up with these aches and pains to say, hey, you're not paying attention to me as a force yeah. to sort of stop. And so um, the experience of pain or tightness within the body is a very common experience for the highly sensitive person. Mm. Oh, I love this topic. It's so good. And actually, just while we're on it, I'd love to talk about what you would say are like the top three things that you'd love all highly sensitive people in business to know about running a holistic business. Mm, Yes, that's a really good question. There's so much because I feel like being a highly sensitive person, um, We need to adapt our environment to suit our needs, to be able to boost our productivity and our creativity, especially being a business owner. So one thing I would suggest for every highlight, well, every single person should do this anyway, and I know that you're a big advocate for this too, Letitia, but especially for the highly sensitive person because our energy does deplete very quickly because our nervous system becomes overwhelmed very quickly, so we need to take constant breaks. So one thing is to really honour your energy, and that takes a lot of undoing patterns of the hustle culture that we're all exposed to or the real masculine patriarchy patriarchy that we're all within especially within the western world so letting go of those have to's and those should do's knowing when to rest stepping back all of those types of things are so important and I can't emphasize the importance of rest enough 
especially for the highly sensitive person because like I was saying, the nervous system becomes congested and if we're not taking those breaks throughout the day to step back and reassess what we need, we're not going to be showing up as the best person that we can to to give energy to our business. So the first one is really honouring your energy and um, whatever that looks like for you. So I know and I love the um, menstrual cyclical wisdom framework approach Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you use and that's certainly something that I've incorporated into my work and something that I uh, encourage clients that I work with to use as well or working with the energies of the moon working with the energies of nature in general to really support our energy. The other thing is too, uh, as highly sensitive people, we've been living in this world where we feel as though um, we've had to hide or camouflage our trait. And so we then start to adopt all these rules that society puts on us. But it's really important to remember that you make the rules. So not to be looking outside at what other people are doing, not to be getting caught up again in that whole hustle culture and feeling like you need to keep going, 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 not comparing yourself to others because all of our energy is so unique to us. So it's considering what you actually need to flourish and thrive. And that looks really different for every single person and I guess Mm. the other point there too is just to remember to take care of you holistically so prioritizing taking care of every element of your being which is what I go through uh, within my gentle living framework so taking care of the mind the body and the soul because the soul is something that we often forget to take care of Mm. and that's one of that's what really infuses the energy into our work, right, is that soul, the spirit, um, that passion that we have within us. So getting your spiritual sunshine, <laughs> I like to see it as. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love that. So actually, Becky, what would be an example of a way we can take care of our soul? Mm, yes, okay. I love going through mind, body, and soul. So, okay, I'll start I'll start <laughs> with mind and body. So we know with mind and body, we need to do things like mindset work. We need to maybe go to a therapist if that's supportive of us. We need to look at our thoughts, how they're working. We know with the body that exercise, nutrition, uh, sleep, all those types of things are really important to us. But the soul really is the missing part of the equation here. So the way I like to see it is, Anything that lights you up, anything that energizes you, anything that fills you with joy, that is food for your soul. (laughs) And I like to look at it as uh, meal planning for the spirit. So, you know, you put all these plans in place Mm -hmm. for the body and the mind, but not so much for the soul. So it looks different for everyone. So when you really look, and sometimes it can be helpful to look at what you really enjoyed as a child as well, because as children, We're not afraid to take care of our souls. It comes to us really quite intuitively. We just follow what is joyful for us. We follow whatever feels like fun or whatever feels good. But then that kind of gets stamped out of us in our adult years or 
even before our adult years, we sort of come to a point where you're not meant to be having fun. You need to go to school. You need to study hard. You need to be serious and <laughs> follow this whole trajectory. So we really let go of that. And um, a lot of the mental illness that I've seen in my work as well has undoubtedly been linked with people not addressing their soul needs. So when I think of what feeds my soul, I think of things like travel, adventuring, immersing in new cultures, being in the sunshine, um, having a really good quality coffee with friends, uh, writing, Mm. spending time by the sea, spending time with animals, spending time just doing those things that we may not necessarily see as being productive or creating anything, Mm -hmm. but just lights us up without uh, needing to, yeah, we don't really know why. They're just these intuitive things that light us up. Can you think of anything that lights your soul up, (laughs) Letitia? Oh, yeah. Like I was just thinking, especially before when you're talking about how um, there can be that pleasurable overwhelm um, for highly sensitive Mm. when it comes to Mm -hmm. art. So for me, music is like a huge, um, it's a, it's a, it's, it brings me so much joy. (laughs) I love music so much and it can really, really create a totally different mood for me. Um, And I appreciate it so much. I once went, was in Paris and I went to uh, whatever that really well-known bookstore is. It's like an old bookstore. It has like all of these amazing books and uh, it's really, really well known. And I walked in there and there was this, someone was playing the piano and I literally started crying oh because as a child, <laughs> as a child, I played the piano and I loved it. And I remember that my piano teacher said, you have music in your fingers. And I, it was so beautiful. Oh, and I stopped playing it after we um, moved out of where we were, which had that piano, but hearing it again my soul is just so happy and when I'm around a beautiful singer or just an instrument that's so gorgeous like it really I like I have that weeping experience again so yes that's one but definitely as you were talking through all of what feeds your soul I was just my soul was just so happy and relaxed <laughs> and thinking, I love these things too. <laughs> yes, yes. It's um, that example that you gave of feeling brought to tears over music. That is um, such a typical thing for a lot of highly sensitive people. And it reminds me actually, um, I'm not ashamed of it now, but I used to really try and hide it. I love going to musicals and I would um, go Mm. to musicals and especially, and I mentioned earlier as in our conversation, The Lion King. So that movie brings me to tears and I I cried (laughs) too. Yes, it's a very emotive movie. It sort of really saturates you with emotion. Uh, Yes, so I saw it live in uh, like the musical live in person and Mm -hmm. uh, the first time I went out with a friend and I was just coughing, choking back tears because I was just so overwhelmed (laughs) by just the opening of it, the music and the lights and the sound and just how well it was done. I just sort of thought, oh, my gosh, this is, but I looked around me and no one else was responding that way, so I hit it. But now when I go to musicals, (laughs) I just take tissues with me because I know I'm probably going to cry from the overwhelm of just um, the joy of it. (laughs) (laughs) I 
love that. And, you know, also I, I was talking to one of my friends the other day and I said, actually, I can't think of anything in my life that makes me feel as joyful and pleasurable as having a like great conversation with someone Mm. where I really feel like my soul is touching their soul in some way where it feels like there's that depth and connection Mm. and that heart connection that for me is like better than anything in my life always yeah you can really notice the difference uh especially i think being an hsp you can really notice notice the difference in your energy levels from having one of those deep beautiful high quality conversations with someone that really lights up your soul as opposed to those more negative interactions because we all know we all know people that light us up and we all know people that sort of bring us down or really deplete us or deplete Mm -hmm. our batteries and we sort of intuitively tend to uh, step away from those types of people because we know that it's going to be such a draining interaction Mm-hmm. That's so true. Oh, I like it's so fun to think about um, this question of what really lights us up, our soul. And I think what I've really learned over um, the years of sort of thinking about alignment and and joy, following my joy, is that also things can change too. Like I was just reflecting as you're talking about what really lights up your soul, thinking that a lot of things are still the same. And then there are some pieces that have actually, they felt maybe joyful in my body in the moment. And then, so I keep doing them. And then over time, they stop feeling as, as joyful, but Mm -hmm. I've, my mind has created an identity out of them. And then it's like hard to give myself permission to, to stop doing that and to, like find out what actually brings me joy again. Mm, yeah. Do you find that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's and I think because we do have that messaging around if we're not doing something that seemed to be outwardly productive or that's not particularly of value to anyone else, we see that to be a waste of time when it's not. And it actually really, it is of value to other people as well because if we're filling up our own cup, we are showing up as the best person that we can do for the people around us, including our businesses as well. So it's really exploring things with curiosity and trying not to get too caught up on, oh, is, I'm wasting my time or I shouldn't be doing this. Because if it's lighting you up and you are getting some sort of pleasure or joy from it, you absolutely should be doing it. (laughs) Totally. And as we know in our businesses, when we actually give ourselves the space and time to do that, it's incredible what can flow through almost so magically with simply making sure that you're spending time doing things that you love. Mm, Yes, yes, so true. So I was just thinking like when I was away on holidays for the six weeks, I ended up having so many of our incredible people um, who signed up for our most recent season of The Mistress Mind flowed through while I was on holidays Mm. and I was just enjoying my life. But I was relaxed and that is not uncommon to happen for people. I remember the first time I went on a holiday and I had a new one-to-one client just sign up there and I was thinking, wow, this is so wild. I'm literally just on holidays, not thinking about anything, and I'm having people 
reach out to me and say, I want to work with you and I'm ready to sign up right now and yeah. just do it. <laughs> yeah. It's because you're honoring your energy and that's sort of, yeah, what I was saying mm-hmm. before as well about honoring your energy and taking care of you and doing what brings you uh, joy or happiness. And that's when everything else tends to flow through, which is absolutely your experience. So cool. Okay, Becky, I love this conversation. And I also thank you for sharing the background of how this came into your life too. And I love that it's being created through your own experiences and you've um, really used yourself as that sort of guinea pig for want of a better (laughs) term and been able to create something that is really supportive of other people too. So well done. I love this about our businesses. I would love to talk about some big shifts and it probably feel even bigger for the highly sensitive person that have happened in your life over the last, um, it's probably just over six or seven months now since we started working in season one of The Mistress Mind. You had three big leaps and I could actually call it four because I feel like there's a lot that's happened for you, but you you left your job, you ended up moving to a different um, part of Australia and you also um, set your attention and focus to validating your amazing one-to-one signature coaching offer. So I'd love to know, and you can answer this like just as a business owner, but it might also be interesting for you to answer this as well as a highly sensitive business owner, which will come through in your answer naturally. Like what really helped you to um, to go through those three big leaps that all happened at once for you? Mm. Yes, such a good question because I've been reflecting on this a lot since being in the mistress mind actually. And I think these, so I had all these inner desires that I wanted to create, these things that I wanted to do, but it's really difficult when you don't have the supports around you or you don't have the people to hold the space for you to really cultivate and manifest those um, inner desires that you have. So being in the mistress mind, actually, I just felt as though I was immersed in this beautiful energy of like-minded souls who were all doing soulful work as well. Um, And I just felt wholly supported in that process. It's very difficult and especially being highly sensitive, you know, navigating life and being sold these messages that you're not good enough or you can't do this or you can't do that and it may not necessarily be the messages that you've given externally it may be just messages that we've internalized and that the mind sort of tells us and so every highly sensitive person is a big dreamer and that includes myself and I think that includes you as well Letitia so mm-hmm. to have big dreams it can feel a little bit scary sometimes it's exciting and it's all very well you know I really enjoy sometimes sitting in my little office cocoon and dreaming and thinking <laughs> of these big ideas of things I want to create but then it's another it's a whole different kettle of fish I suppose to say to actually go and make those create those plans and bring them into fruition so being within the mistress mind gave me permission I suppose to dream big and to have people to hold space for my dreams as well because sharing your dreams with other people can be really scary and it can be really vulnerable especially if you feel as though people might not believe in those dreams or they might 
might they might bring them down or they might maybe the naysayers of the world, you know. So having that was really, really supportive to what I needed. And so I became really focused within this energy to then go and actually bring to life the things that I wanted to. And I think also seeing other people within that space bringing to life their own uh, creations or the own, their own things that they had in their own minds was really, really inspiring. And I sort of thought, wow, if other people can have courage and the vulnerability to go and do these things, I can too. And so that really propelled me. And this was something that I had wanted to do for such a long time. I wanted to leave a job which was no longer serving me. So although the basis of the work I enjoyed, so supporting people um, and working with people through mental health challenges, although I enjoyed that aspect, there were so many other elements of it that I didn't enjoy and I was so drained. I was becoming really burnt out again. And the other thing too, which we business owners and entrepreneurs don't really like is we don't really like having to work within someone else's framework. We don't have the (laughs) (laughs) flexibility to create what we want, you know, even coming down to company policies we have to abide by those we can't create our own that are actually aligned with our values so yes I finally had the courage to leave a job which was no longer serving me which my intuition was telling me to leave for a very long time but I actually had that space and that support within the mistress mind to go go for it pretty much because if I was to bring that big leap to a lot of other people in my life, they might sort of say, well, what do you come from more a scarcity mindset of well, what are you going to do? What are you, how are you going to make money? Mm. Oh, is this going to work out? You know, just all those really limiting beliefs, which is, once you hear them, it's so easy to fall down that whirlpool of negativity. And the other thing was it really inspired me to really align even more with my gentle living framework and to overhaul my lifestyle and actually take the have the courage to leave Melbourne so I'm from Melbourne and I grew up in Melbourne I've lived most of my life in Melbourne but it was a city which was becoming really overwhelming for me and um, I was feeling really trapped there and I had wanted to leave for some years actually but um, you know those limiting beliefs came up and uh, (laughs) all the limit all the reasons why I couldn't do it but um, so I decided to finally move to Brisbane which is where I'm living now um, overhaul my lifestyle live more aligned with nature, I slow down a lot more, um, have access to the beach and the sun, <laughs> all those things that make my soul <laughs> sing pretty much. And I was able to also in that process, um, rather than being caught up on worrying, I was able to focus on what I wanted to achieve. And I think this is where a lot of us go wrong. We focus on the well, what ifs, what if this doesn't work? Mm -hmm. And so we're putting our energy in the wrong direction. It's almost Mm -hmm. like um, if we are going on a trip or, you know, if we're going to another city or something, we'll put the, we'll get our GPS and we'll get our Google Maps Mm -hmm. and we'll put in the, 
you know, we'll just put him where we want to go and we pay attention to where we're going. We don't pay attention to uh, why we can't get there. We just trust that we're going to get there. <laughs> so it's so good. It's sort of, it's like that. It was really focusing on what I wanted to achieve, where I wanted to go rather than the, well, this is why it's not going to work. Mm, that's so good Becky I love that so much and it just reminded me actually earlier today I had this realization that we know that our um, our resistance and our negative limiting beliefs they can block our manifestations because we kind of want something but we also have a belief that it goes against the things that we want and I realized oh, if resistance works so powerfully in that way, actually maybe we can use resistance in a different way where it's like, hey, I want to use this same resistance that I feel to the things that I want, but now I'm going to actually re-intentionally direct it towards like in the opposite direction, right? So using resistance in the other way. And it was like, whoa, I've never thought about it in this way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that approach. Yes, that's so true. We're just sort of using it against ourselves, aren't we? We can be our own worst enemies in the way that we direct our energy. Definitely. And it's just so beautiful that you uh, made these big leaps. And I'd love to know, tell us, have you regretted leaving your job at any point since you've done it? (laughs) No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I wish we could have had this. We would have had like a little recording of this, like back when we were going through, you know, the process of you doing it Mm. because like it's just amazing. Imagine imagine if we could all see ourselves in like six months after having taken the actual big leap or in a or in a years from the time that we take the big leap. It would be it would give us a lot of confidence, wouldn't it? Oh, it really would. But then I suppose it would take the fun out of the journey, wouldn't it? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Exactly. So Becky, you descri- you would describe that transition as fun. Would for the most part it was fun, but anything that is worth it as well is not always going to be easy. It can be simple, yes. but not easy. So simple as in mm-hmm. know what steps we need to take, but the actual doing it is not always easy because we've got to come up against, as you were saying, resistance, all these limiting beliefs, all these fears and anxieties. And so I think that's what keeps a lot of people stuck and prevents them from actually making meaningful changes because we tend to want to take the path of least resistance and in many cases that does work. But when we look at the path of least resistance, what does that actually mean? For me, that actually means going with what feels best within my body so really tuning into your intuition what feels better to the mind it might feel like oh that's too scary that's not good don't do that because the mind Mm -hmm. is trying to keep you safe (laughs) but if you're tuning into the body and your desires and your values what actually feels better that's probably a better way to navigate the path of least resistance so although it was uh, a lot of fun there was also you know 
and I'm human, <laughs> I was still really trying to manage a lot of mindset blocks along the way. But I think in doing that work, it really helped me to shift past them and realize, hey, this isn't that scary. It's the same as when we do anything for the first time, isn't it? The mind will tell us, yeah. this mm-hmm. is scary, don't do it. It's dangerous because our brains are actually not as evolved as what we think they are. We do actually have um, what we call the lizard brain or the more Mm -hmm. uh, archaic brain dictating a lot of our beliefs to us. So if we can override that, we develop new neural pathways within our brains which allow us to see, hey, things aren't so scary if I do, if I am willing to take risks or challenges or go down a path which doesn't seem so, which seems scary, it does get easier as time goes on. Totally. I love that. And so, Becky, what have you learned through your journey of validating a signature offer for your business, Mm. which is a very hot topic at the moment in our community? Yeah, (laughs) yes. Well, I've certainly learned more about uh, validating from you, Letitia, and the importance of (laughs) it and what it looks like and really focusing on that one offer and really polishing it so that we have something that's really beautiful to offer to our communities. But one thing I really learned was to really infuse your work or your offer with love, with your love, with your joy. (laughs) I love this. Yes. Yeah. Just as you, I always see my business, I always see gentle living almost like a plant that I need to take care of and nurture. Mm -hmm. Um, As with any entity or energy, depending on the energy that we infuse into it is the outcome that we're going to receive. So if you think of a plant, if you're not watering it, if you're not giving it sunshine, if you're not fertilising it, all those types of things, the plant is probably going to wither away. But And it's the same with our business. So if you're infusing it with the right energy, so with love, with belief, with respect that it deserves, then others are going to see the value in it as well. And that can be, and I know when you're first starting off in business, this can be a really challenging thing to navigate. And that's why it's really helpful to have a coach or to um, Mm -hmm. be in a group like the Mistress Mind because um, you have others to help you to see the value in your work. But if you are showing up and you're feeling a little half-hearted about it and you feel like, oh, no one's going to like this, no one's going to care, what do I know? That's exactly the energy that your business is going to um, immerse in, you know. So really infusing it with that beautiful energy and just showing up and doing the work even when it's scary. That is such a key thing as well. You know, we're so distracted by everything that's going on around us, whether it's the media, social media is a really big one as well. We might jump on there and have a look at what other people are doing and think, oh, those people are so much more ahead of me. I can't do this. It's scary. Putting all of that aside and just having, I suppose, it takes an element of self-discipline just to give yourself the space to work on your business, to work on your offer, showing up, doing it, even if you don't necessarily feel like it, getting into the flow of doing it, 
Uh, and then that's that's where you're going to see greater results. And that's certainly what I've found anyhow in um, validating the offer that I have. I love that, Becky. It's so good. And, I, yeah, I love that you mentioned that bit about the plant infusing your offer with that love, belief, and respect. That's so cool. I was actually thinking about my offers uh, just the other day as little, um, pl- uh, their own, like, individual little plants, mm. you know, growing, and I'm just <laughs> here to, like, to to give them what they need to, to grow mm. and to thrive, and that was really, really such a cool way to think about it. Uh, and yes, of course, showing up and doing the work, even when it feels scary, such great advice. And actually, it made me think one of the things that I really observed in you throughout our mistress mind is that like you were so great at contributing, you know, really offering support to the other people in the mistress mind. And um, I wondered if you had anything that you wanted to share about either what helps you to feel confident to contribute or how that actually you're contributing to other people, how that actually helps you with you and your business? Mm, Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. I think being, being highly sensitive, we naturally are contributors. We're very comfortable to give support and to nurture or to see the good in other people. And so I suppose that's something that's come really naturally for me. And I guess being able to identify those subtleties in other people makes me realise, hey, I have these subtleties within myself as well that I may not necessarily Mm -hmm. be identifying because when you're pointing it out to someone else, we've all got our blind spots. So we don't really, we can't really see what is beautiful about us or our businesses. And it takes sometimes someone pointing that out (laughs) to really realise that and to believe it as well. And when it's coming from a really authentic place, people are more willing to accept that because I think a lot of us can be can find it challenging to accept compliments because we might sort of think, oh, they don't really mean it. They're just saying it to be nice. But if you're saying, if you're coming from a place where it's really authentic and you're, I suppose, really contributing to more so the energy of that person, that's when people feel seen. And so I know that's Mm. when I feel more seen when someone comments or uh, says something about my energy as opposed to something like, hey, your hair looks good. That's that's a lovely compliment Mm. to get. (laughs) But it doesn't really reach our soul or the soul of our work, does it? And Mm. I think too I felt like something that the HSP can really struggle with is taking up space because we are Mm -hmm. used to really holding space for other people or putting other people's needs above our own. So being in the mistress mind, I felt like I had space to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, to be valued, and that can be really scary for a HSP. Um, We're often reluctant to take up space in any form. So I think every HSP needs to know as well that it's okay to take up space, it's okay to receive Mm -hmm. that support and to receive that nurturing from other people. Mm, I love this so much, and I feel like, 
you know, the mistress mind, as I like to talk about, is just something that ha- that came through me, was delivered with the structure and exactly how it's run. And I really see that the just how special and beautiful it is in giving that space to each person that's in it. It's mm. not a group that you can get lost in because of the way it's, you know, you can't withdraw and you can't hide unless you literally do that and don't ever <laughs> show up on any of the calls. Um it there's there's a it gives each person a space and I think that that is so beautiful and then there's also the bit of offering what you see in others which I think is I love how you've linked that to is also a way of not only seeing the person and but also taking up that space and and also using your gift as a highly sensitive person that's super cool. Mm, absolutely, yes. Oh, I, and actually, you were sort of saying that the idea of the mistress mind sort of just flowed through to you, and that's exactly that was another big win that I had in the mistress mind mm. was just receiving this big download of what my nurture program would look like for the highly sensitive person. Because as I was saying, you know, the HSP can really struggle with taking up space or can feel guilty about having space. And so I created my nurture program as a space for the highly sensitive person to feel seen, to feel held, to feel nurtured, to feel supported, all of those Mm. things. Because when we accept that support for ourselves, we, it just really helps to helps us to align with our gifts and to show up and to make that meaningful difference in the world that we want to because every HSP pretty much wants to make this really big, meaningful contribution to the world, but it's difficult to get there if you're not actually receiving the support yourself. Mm, that is such a good point. And it, you're, as I've mentioned to you before, like the words that just flowed through you in um, sharing your program, it was just so clear that they had flowed through you. It mm. was a delight to to read all about your program. And yeah, I, I love that. And it's just, it is so much easier when it does flow through and we have to, I guess, give ourselves space to allow that to happen too. Mm, yes, so true. So, Becky, what? Um, there's one other question that I'd love to ask you, which is about running a, a live event or slash a live launch in your business. Now, I would love to know what you learned through the process of run of doing that for the first time for your business and also um, through, again, just reminding everyone like that you're talking about this also through the lens of being a highly sensitive person, because I feel like when it comes to live launches, they can sound really masculine and harsh and mm. a big expense of energy. And oh, one of the most amazing things that I that I get to witness as a coach for um, amazing gifted coaches and healers is seeing them allowing themselves to be seen in this live way. And it's not because I want them to do lots of work and all of this <laughs> stuff. It's because I want them to, to show up and, and share their beautiful gift with their community. Mm. 
Yeah, I certainly learned a lot through doing my first live event. I have held a live workshop through my Facebook group, uh, Gentle Living for the Highly Sensitive Soul. And so I uh, set up a five-day series, video series, which was called The Flourishing HSP, which was on all types of topics, all types of things to support the highly sensitive person to nurture the nervous system and to implement practices to support them to flourish and to thrive and so what I learned was well one how my energy works well I already had an idea about how my energy works but how to really yeah harness my energy to make sure that I was showing up the best that I could do for my community and so I, I'm a big fan of uh, my cyclical wisdom, uh, which I learned from you, Letitia. So planning mm-hmm. out my live launch so it aligned with my energetic levels. And also, um, this is a good tip for anyone who is highly sensitive or who may experience exhaustion quite easily, just allowing yourself the space for that launch. So what I mean by that is not planning too much more around it because I did find at the end of the five Mm. days I was exhausted in a really nice way and I do get exhausted in a nice way you know after a really in-depth conversation with someone so Mm -hmm. you know after this conversation with you Letitia I've absolutely enjoyed it but I will probably need to recharge a little bit to um rebalance rebalance my energy Um, and so it was the same with a live launch I think we can freak out and think oh my gosh that's going to be so much there's so much to do it's like you said very masculine focused but if you're approaching it with well one allowing yourself space not planning too much more in your day if you are doing a live launch so perhaps that is the only thing that you do with your day you focus on delivering your workshop or seminar or series or whatever it may be and then allowing yourself time to recharge after that. And then you're going to be able to show up for the next workshop, the next day, or, you know, it depends how many days it is, uh, feeling fully recharged and being able to offer even more. And so that's what I did with my live launch. I, over the five days, I sort of thought, okay, I'm delivering this workshop. There were only uh, 45-minute workshops each day. So they weren't, you know, a huge amount of time and, you know, quality over quantity anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, just allowing myself that space and then I could recharge at the end of it and then show up with really nice energy again the next day. And the other thing I learned too was that, you know, I was still really grappling with some mindset issues around, oh, does anyone even want this? Does anyone even think that this is valuable? And I was surprised that people did show up live. <laughs> you know, I had at least I had at least five participants show up live each day across the whole series. And that was a pleasant surprise for me because I thought, you know, if no one shows up, that's fine. It'll just give me the <laughs> energy. It'll give me the experience to know how to do this again but people did show up and people were interested in what I had to offer and people did find it helpful based on the feedback that I received afterwards so if you do just show up and allow yourself to approach with curiosity practice non-attachment as well don't feel as though I need this many people to show up otherwise it's not going to be a success 
If you approach it in that way, I think you will be pleasantly surprised as what I was. And so that all gave me the confidence for next time around and the things that I'd like to do differently next time and um, how to maybe even honour my energy even better next time. (laughs) Yes, and that's the thing. Like we don't know unless we try it and then we realise ways that we can improve, like supporting ourselves and giving ourselves that time to recharge. I really love that you mentioned that even when you're exhausted, that can happen when you're doing things that you actually really enjoy doing, because that's so true. Like I said before, a great conversation. I love it. And I sometimes I'll feel really energized, but if I've had like a super, super long conversation with someone I love, 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 love speaking to, I will also feel exhausted and that's okay. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong. So yeah, I just thought I'd just love to Yes, put a little marker, highlighter across mm. exactly what you said there. Such a good point. Yeah, that's, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, that's how you can really differentiate whether it's a, um, and this is what I go through with my clients as well, whether something is an energetic booster or is it a depleter. So, and I think the way that we can tell that is, like you were saying, you can come away from a conversation or an interaction with someone feeling energised, but exhausted and it's similar to say if you go on a really beautiful nature hike and you've had the best day you've seen the greatest things and you come home feeling really contented and exhausted but in a nice way as opposed to if you're pushing and you've had a really stressful day at work and you've had to deal with really difficult people and you haven't felt respected you come home you feel agitated you feel exhausted you don't want to talk to anyone that's i feel like being able to distinguish the two how your energy is being distributed is a really key point for the highly sensitive person so good becky i love it okay i let's my last question for you to wrap this beautiful conversation up with a nice bow is what does creating a life that is beautiful mean to you becky (laughs) oh i love this question it's such a hsp question (laughs) i know (laughs) oh i love it okay creating a life that is beautiful to me I create my life on the basis of my values. I use them as my coordinates in life, if you will. So I like to look at what my values are. Am I aligned with them each day? Does my life actually align with it? Do my actions align with them? And what does it look like? So for example, some of my top values are beauty. I love being uh, surrounded by beauty. So whether that be nature, beautiful art, artwork, beautiful space. So it's really important for me to have an environment which is beautiful, not in a super no, not in a superficial sense or a materialistic sense, but more a deeper sense of having that appreciation for beauty as a lot of highly sensitive people do. Also, is my life aligned with compassion? That is one of my other top values as well. So am I showing up in my work with compassion? And also, am I receiving that compassion from other people? And if not, how can I step away from that so that my life does feel more beautiful? And an example of that was leaving behind a job which was no longer serving me and which was actually really depleting me and burning me out. So not only giving that compassion to others, but also accepting that compassion for myself too. 
And if I think of something else, yes, I also, one of my other values is uh, learning and mm. um improving myself so self-development so am I doing the things that are actually nurturing to my mind so that I can learn more how can I let learn more what are the things that I can actually do so having this canvas which is your life and having the paints which I like to see as my values <laughs> of which I'm painting upon that canvas to create a um, artwork or life which is beautiful for me Mm, I love that. I'm so glad that you shared some of your values because I was thinking, what are your values, Becky? (laughs) (laughs) So good. It's so fun learning um, people's values. So Becky, thank you so very much for coming on and sharing all about your journey and gentle living and how we can help ourselves as highly sensitive people and all about your business journey. Where can everybody connect with you? Mm, Yeah. Yes, well, the place I hang out the most is probably Instagram. So you can find me, The Gentle Living Nurse, uh, and also my website as well. So you can find out more about my work. You can find out more about being highly sensitive. So I've got some blog posts there for you to explore and also a little bit more about my nurture program and what that involves. So I don't, uh, it's not open at the moment, but you can certainly sign up for the wait list there. And so my website is www www.thegentlelivingnurse.com and of course I have my podcast too which is The Gentle Living Podcast and I speak more about high sensitivity and navigating life as a highly sensitive person Uh, so I do solo episodes and similar to you Letitia I also bring on guests on a range of different topics as well to support you to nurture your nervous system. Yes, and I've been on there, everybody. So go and check out my conversation with Becky. We had an awesome conversation all about cyclical living. Yes. Yeah. So much fun. Awesome. (laughs) I know. It really, really was. Well, thank you once again, Becky. I have absolutely loved this conversation and I absolutely adore supporting you and just having you as a beautiful part of my life. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Letitia. It's been an absolute honour. And as I said at the beginning of this episode, it has been, yes, almost like a dream being on here. So thank you so much for having me. So there you have it, my beautiful friends. A big thank you once again to Becky for coming on and sharing all about her beautiful business journey with us all and for giving us the 411 on what it means to be a highly sensitive person and how that beautiful understanding and awareness can help us to better show up in our businesses. Now, I would love you all to continue this conversation with us either over in the Holistic Business community. Remember, if you're not yet a member, you can do that. It's free to join us at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash community. And you can also continue the conversation, of course, with Becky and I over on Instagram. If you want to take a screenshot of you listening to this episode right now, and then let us know what your take ways. And are you a highly sensitive person as well? We want to know. And for those of you who are looking for support as you start, validate, grow, scale, all of the different things we do in business, I have got a number of different programs for you all. If you are new to business and you are validating a signature offer for the first time, then you are probably a great fit for my new 12-month mentorship, which is called Validated. You can find all of the details 
or pop your name on the wait list, depending on when you're listening to this episode at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash validated. We are opening up validated for the first time to kick off on the 25th of October. This is going to be the perfect time because Mercury retrograde will be over and we're all going to have a big kick of energy and momentum to move forward. So for you, if you are validating an offer for the first time or you're starting a business for the first time or you're new to business, this is going to be such a beautiful time to start moving forward together with a group and with me to mentor you along the way. Now, if you are growing a business, that might mean that you already got a validated offer, or if you're someone who already has business experience, or if you're, the work that you're doing right now is related to business or marketing or is relevant to the service that you're going to provide in your business, then it might be a more appropriate place for you to join us in the Holistic Business Mistress Mind, which is a high-level mastermind, a more intimate container, more hands-on support, and therefore that's why it's double the price tag, then validate. So if that seems like something that's really great for you and feels like you want to be around other people who are growing in business, you can come and join us in the next season of the Holistic Business Mistress Mind. You can also pop your name on the wait list at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash Mistress Mind. Places in the Mistress Mind will fill up. So make sure you're on the wait list if that's something you're super excited to join. And of course, if you already have a six-figure business and you are ready to scale your business, then you will be a great fit for our new program, The Council, The Holistic Business Council. And you can find the details or pop your name on the wait list at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash council. Now, it's not always clear cut which program is best for which person because we all come in with different experience and different needs and all of the things. And this is why I have my business assessment form. So if you're like, I don't know which program would be best for me, then Put your details into my business assessment form at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash assessment, and then I can come back and let you know which options I see from your answers in the form are best for you, and then we can go from there. All right, my beautiful friends, remember to give yourself grace if you are on a bit of a roller coaster over the past week, and I'm really excited to see you in our next episode. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letitiaringe.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there. 